What is up, people? You are listening into New Generation Hero Talk. I am your host, EJ Stewart. We have a great show lined up for you guys today. We'll be talking plenty about the Black Adam drop that's happening this week. That movie, DC Black Adam, hitting theaters this week. And we have some breaking as we do this podcast. We have a Rotten Tomato score that is out for that movie. So I'll give you guys the latest on the box office, or rather the, the Rotten Tomatoes score and the reviews coming out of that film. It's a film that I feel like kind of was going under the radar until the last few weeks. I think that, like, you know, to DC's credit, and I know me and Kendall, I think, argued about this a couple weeks Maybe me and Shamari argued about this a couple weeks ago. Uh, the, 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 the ramp up in terms of promotion has been massive, it feels like, especially in the last few weeks. So I feel like now everybody does indeed know this movie is happening. And we got some reviews. We had some reactions last week. Now we got some reviews. And we'll, we'll talk about what the people are saying about The Rock's uh, Black Adam film. We'll also be talking about this big article that came out, I believe, from The Hollywood Reporter regarding the future of, of DC. And it's a very interesting article. There's a lot of details. I think the biggest one that we'll be discussing is uh, a Henry Cavill you know, Superman sequel potentially being in development over at DC. But there's plenty of other nuggets about the Batman, about future projects with James Gunn about essentially kind of a uh, kind of kind of a tug of war happening over at DC with various film creators and actors and people trying to kind of get their piece of the pie while there is this leadership vacuum at DC with Hamada on his way out and no current leader for DC film so we'll break down that as well we'll also be talking about a potential return for Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man that is indeed being discussed on the internet. There are rumors happening about he that about him coming back potentially in a couple of years. So I'll tell you guys when that's supposed to allegedly happen. And we got a casting. We got a pretty big casting this week. Harrison Ford will be playing General Thunderbolt Ross. This was confirmed to various uh, various trade publications this week. So we'll talk about that casting and what it means for the future of Thunderbolts and potentially Red Hulk even. So. Big show for today. Really happy to do this with my guys. Start with Shamari, one of my co-hosts here. Sham, it's good to have you. What's up, dude? I'm just glad to be here, uh, as always. Um, you know, talking uh, Black Adam, which, uh, you know, is always fun. So uh, that movie is fast approaching. We will all have seen it soon. Um, so looking forward to getting into that. And... Uh, Talking Henry Cavill Superman, which is also always fun. I was actually, uh, you know, watching Man of Steel uh, again recently. Um, man, great movie. But we'll get into that. Mm. Speaking of movies that are great that that have been out for a while, but I, I have not watched. I know you guys saw Creed 3 is dropping next year and they had the first trailer for that. I've had to avoid the trailer because I had not seen Creed 2. And it was crazy. <laughs> This is crazy. I know. Man, you gotta watch Creed too, man. Yeah, and if people know, so, people, yeah, go ahead, Kendall. Kendall's on the show. I'll well. just say real quick. What's up? Uh, I mean, I watched the trailer. I've watched Creed two. You definitely do not have to watch Creed two. I don't think, at least off the top of my head. Uh, I don't. I kind of don't remember a lot of where Creed two. So, so I push back just a little, just a tiny bit. It, there's, there's, there might be one little thing that they kind of tiny throw in there. bit but. because there's definitely his. I'll, I'll just say his. Career has progressed since Creed Creed One. Right. That's one right. thing I'll say. And that'll probably right, be, right. probably be made clear. Yeah, certainly be made clear in the movie. Yeah. Um so I don't know. I mean you I yeah. Mean, 
Yeah. It just depends yeah. on like how locked in are you on like Creed's <laughs> Creed's. So that's what I was, like, oh was going right. yeah, so to say though, because like you know, people, you know, we don't really, you know, go too much off the reservation in terms of movies outside of comic book superhero movies on this podcast. But like people who don't who don't know me or don't know my palette for film and you know multimedia, I, I love the Rocky movies, the Rocky franchise. Like I, it's like one of my favorites. So I've seen every Rocky movie. I loved Creed one. So it's kind of sacrilegious that I didn't see Creed two. But I'm actually gonna shoot myself a tad bit of bail because the whole reason why I've not seen Creed two is because. My girlfriend, who you guys know and I love dearly and is the best, um, she really doesn't want to see Rocky. And I feel like it's sacrilegious to not watch any Rocky movies and then go watch Creed. Now, I think I'm probably in the minority for that, but because I'm a huge Rocky fan, I think a lot of people would say, that doesn't matter. You should be able to watch it. But I don't know. I feel like, to me, like that is like required viewing. So when it comes to Creed 2... Like, I wanted to see it in the movie theater. But when I learned she didn't watch Rocky, my whole thing was, well, we got to do a marathon and we got to watch these Rocky movies. At least the first three. I I mean, four and five are... You got to watch the first four to watch. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I would say, yeah, in Creed (laughs) 2, you got to watch four. I agree. But, like, this was at the point where she didn't watch Creed. (laughs) That's true. But yeah, now at this point, yeah, you gotta watch. Stop at three. You're gonna be like, I don't, I don't get, I don't get this. Yeah, yeah you right, get exactly. Creed two at all. Yeah. Right, yeah, and I, and I do understand that. That's this again. This was at the point when we were talking about her having never seen Creed one. So, my thing was, we gotta watch these Rocky movies, and I think we've kind of been at an impasse that kind of just died. Like we just never discussed it any further. So, I've never seen Creed two because I've been waiting to watch all these Rocky movies with my girlfriend and that has not happened yet. Now, what I will say is once I saw this trailer came out, I said, okay, I'm going to have to watch Creed 2. Like, I'm going to have to watch it. Like, I was thinking, I actually, before we came on this podcast, literally one of my, if you look at my browser history before we started on my computer, like, one of the most recent things I was looking at was where is Creed 2 on <laughs> on digital? Because, like, that's going to be, I might watch it tonight. Like, I like you know, Jonathan Majors, looks fantastic in the promotion for this one. I didn't see the trailer, but I saw all the promotional posters that he's in and some of the stills. Uh, again, Kang is getting everybody out of here. I mean, the, the the shape this guy is in, he looks like he's ready to break walls, break timelines, break realities. I mean, it's going to be a bloodbath when Kang finally makes it to the MCU if Jonathan Majors and the preparation he has had for not just his role in Creed, but also for these Marvel movies is to be taken seriously. So, I had to see the promotion for it because I knew I wanted to see what my guy Majors looked like. And the movie looks great, but I have, I have not seen Creed 2. So, that kind of puts me in a bind with what I'm going to do because I don't want to be spoiled. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I know the general plot of Creed 2. I don't know anything that happens. Like, I've been pretty good avoiding spoilers in that regard. So, I want to watch it, which it, that might have to be tonight because I need to see the trailer for Creed 3. Yeah, man, you gotta watch it. You definitely gotta watch it. Um, uh, it's a good I, actually, I actually think I liked Creed one a little better. Interesting, but I did enjoy Creed two as well. Yeah, I saw someone online say they like Creed two better than Creed one, which was so surprising because I thought Creed one was like yeah, Creed one borderline. was fantastic. Creed one's like a borderline classic to me. Yeah, like some people say it's their favorite Rocky movie. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't even know if I can say borderline. Like 
I think movies hitting classic status now, I think it's just like it's almost like music where it's just people like are just so scatterbrained and like we talked about this before. Like our attention spans are so small and so little that like great things happen but they just come and go. Like it's very rare you have like a Black Panther phenomenon, for example, where I think twenty years ago, thirty years ago, like that that was not the case and like movies that were like legit phenomenons would be kind of in our lexicon for much longer than they are so i feel like creed was amazing but just we moved on to other things very fast like everyone knew it was amazing no one criticized it but had had that movie come out in 1993 i think that it is a classic the only reason why i held back on saying you know borderline classic because i just don't think we probably talk about it enough to get that kind of status but but I'm excited for Creed 3. I'm definitely going to make sure I watch Creed 2 so I can watch this trailer. Kendall, you've heard him. He's on the podcast today. Kendall, it's good to have you as always. Uh, what are you looking forward to talking about today? Uh, man, I mean, I think the topic I'm most excited for uh, is, I think the one, honestly, I'm surprised you didn't have to double take when you read it, that mm. Harrison Ford is playing General Thunderbolt Ross, Thaddeus Ross himself. Mm. Uh, I thought it was fake news when it first was reported. By Jeff Snyder. Turns out Jeff Snyder got good sources, and it was it was 100% true. It was not a. I had to look at the date. It was like is this April, is it April 1st, because yeah. th- that looked like a ball sack sports headline that mm. uh, <laughs> that General Thunder Thunderbolt Ross was playing. Uh, it didn't look real, but regardless, uh, Harrison Ford is back uh, in the Disney Marvel uh you know conglomerate that is disney uh or in the star wars marvel conglomerate that is disney um and i'm excited to talk about it it's 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 in in some ways controversial it's uh it's weird i I think there's a lot of people upset that uh captain america new world order is becoming a hulk movie uh so there's a lot to talk about Mm. interesting yeah yeah i think that there this I was a little, it's funny you said that, and that is true. I've been a little surprised by the, um, how big this news was that he was being Thunderbolt, he was playing Thunderbolt Ross. Like, Harrison Ford is a, a big, he's, yeah. he's, he's a star, so I'm not, like, yeah. I'm, it's nothing about him. I guess to me, I just, Thunderbolt Ross is a, is a big Marvel character, but like. It's a recasting Ross, too, that's. Thunderbolt Ross ain't no A-list character, though. Like, I mean, you know, like, he's a side character. You know, even if he's a villain or whatever, he's not He's not top billing in anything. Except for maybe a Red Hulk comic. So, that part of it was a little surprising to me that, like, so much of the internet seemed to have a lot to say about Ford. Whether it was positive, negative, or just plain jokes. I saw a lot of people joking that, like, you know, it's going to be fun watching this press junkie and people trying to ask Harrison Ford if, they, if he's read up on... You know what's been happening in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and he's read up on the history of the Thunderbolt Ross character, only for him to basically be like, you know, get lost, kid. <laughs> like, like, um, no, yeah. like. So I just, I, I just, I was a little surprised by some of the reaction. So we'll get into that. There's a lot, definitely, plenty of big stuff happening this week. But let's start with Black Adam. So Black Adam is coming out this week. Um, this Rotten Tomato score is surprising to me, guys. So if you look at the score right now, as we sit today, we're sitting at a 50% on Rotten Tomatoes for Black Adam. Now, if I told you before 
I don't know, a couple weeks ago, or definitely even last week, that Black Adam was going to be a 50% Rotten Tomato score. That would not have been surprising at all. I feel like, though, these, this past few weeks of hype and, quite frankly, the media instant reactions to this film, I feel like we've been hoodwinked, bamboozled, led astray, run amok, and flat out deceived. Potentially. Potentially. Because we have not seen this film. But the way the buzz was going towards this movie and in such a positive light for the last two weeks, I expected this this response to be very positive to this film. I expected a Rotten Tomato score of no lower than 75 percent maybe 80s high for a dc movie but i thought this was going to be definitely a certified fresh at the start you know maybe it comes down when people watch it you know the whole masses watch it the more people get a review but i thought initially we were looking at a film that's probably gonna be very well received because i was hearing that this was fantastic movie that the action is incredible like there was some really positive reactions from people that i generally really kind of uh take their word with a lot of value you know like people that i actually you know, take credence in what they say in terms of reviewing movies and giving their reactions to movies. And to come out and see a 50% Rotten Tomato score on the open. Like, you know, we've seen, you know, movies start off at a certain number and then come down because you, generally you get your contrarians. That's just always going to happen. But to start off at 50 suggests that this is going to get ugly for this film. Now, I'll read you some of the reactions to, uh, reviews rather, some of the, the some of the reviews to this movie real quick. So, um, I'll start with, with, with Collider, who had one of the more positive reviews, giving the movie a B. They said, Black Adam isn't a full-on course correction for DCEU, but it is an encouraging new installment in this larger universe. Colesera knows how to present his this darkness and anti-hero in a way that's effective while also fleshing out one of the most promising additions to DC's ever-expanding cadre of characters. But then you had other places, like the UK Independent, um, who said that Black Adam was, quote, a bewildering mess um you had places like usa today uh, that said the newest dc film is full of swagger and intensity yet it sadly lacks character which is a problem considering black adam rolls out sorts all sorts of new personalities this is johnson the rocks baby a film spotlighting and complicated anti-hero he was he has championed for years he wins some battles and packs plenty of punch yet it just doesn't get past familiar tropes and flaws um guardian uh, said that the film they enjoyed the film. They said it was uh, droll, witty, and proportion like the proverbial outdoor brick house convenience rock is well placed to realize the superhero movie's potential as a surrealist action comedy. Um, you know, Total Film wrote that uh, the rushed plotting leaves an overcrowded stage variably served, while Centennial and uh, Bronson sir, uh, stir intermittent laughs. Uh, Marwin Kenzari's villain is no crowning glory. So. Uh, extremely mixed bag with these reviews. Kendall, I'll go to you first here. How do you feel about these reviews? We're seeing this 50% Rotten Tomatoes score as we come into Black Adam premiere week. Uh, look, I mean, the, the math you did there is, 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 was, was very solid EJ. I think, uh, you know, I, 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 I usually, uh, jump on top of that, um, that initial Rotten Tomato score being a little not misleading, but just you know for the most part, generally it is it's going to start out higher. 
uh, and, it, and it goes down, I mean, unless, you know, it starts so low, then, you know, it can only go up from there. But 50 is obviously smack dab in the middle for those who, who, who don't know, who, don't, who didn't understand that. But it'll, uh, there's, a good, there's a good chance I think it'll, it'll go down. In theory, it could go up. But um, as, you know, as you start to bring in more, more heads, more minds, that tends to, to, to lean more negative, I've, I've noticed. I mean, it could be, again, we've seen other movies that kind of stay where, where the initial number is. Um, but this is a movie that could very well wind up in the in the low 40s, uh, you know, maybe even lower uh, if things go if things go really south. But um, look, I mean, I don't want to be the guy of like it's a DC movie, so whatever. Uh, because you know, this is a movie that you know, I mean, it's been 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 produced. It feels like for six seven years now. Um, so you would have liked for it to come out with a much much higher number. Um, but I mean, we've, we've watched these trailers and we've seen these trailers and there's never been one point where I've been like this movie. And I feel like I may have said this after the first trailer that we saw where I was like, there's nothing I saw in this trailer that made me think this movie for sure going to be good. Um, and that hasn't changed in, that hasn't changed in the subsequent marketing and the subsequent trailers and TV spots that we've seen. It just looks like the same movie. It doesn't mean that a movie's not going to be good. Um, but I'm just hoping going into it this week that there is another shoe to drop that we're not, that we're missing. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you know, there are some reviews that are positive that make you, yeah. make you hope that, yeah, there is something else, but I haven't been super excited about, uh, this idea of Black Adam versus the JSA, it was in, in concept, it, it seemed fine, but it, the execution, I'm a little more worried about. Um, again, we'll see, you know, we'll see how Pierce Brosnan does and Noah Centino and all this Hodge, um, but but I don't know, you know, I, I'm excited. I'm excited for the movie still. I mean, this is not a movie where you told me unless you told me about like 15. Then I'd be a little, but it's The Rock, and I've heard I've heard good things about The Rock in this movie from what we yeah, true. from what we've seen. So uh, that, and I know you know Shamari, biggest The Rock fan, you know, uh, you know Dwayne Johnson movie fan as as any uh, as big of a fan as anybody out there. So uh, I'm sure Shamari will echo those sentiments that it's nothing you can do to get me to not see this movie at this point. So um, excited to see it still, and you know, I mean, we'll we'll, we'll see how it is, but there's yeah. still still a lot of things about this movie that could that could change my opinion in a, in a positive direction and it's funny Kendall mentions that sham because while i do feel like there potentially was a hoodwinking and bamboozling happening regarding the quality of this film that that also has not detracted me from wanting to see this film and i don't think it really has anything to do to me with this idea that superman is going to show up or anything uh, I I think to me, and correct me if I'm wrong, Sham, because you are a big fan of Dwayne the Rock Johnson and his movies. I just feel like, and I've said this before on the show, like Dwayne the Rock Johnson's movies just they don't like typically just review that great. Like you know, like find me these multiple rock films yep. that have high eighty five, high you know ninety percent Rotten Tomato scores. Like that's just not yep. his deal. So. To me, it almost feels like the score is kind of a regressing to the mean. 
if that makes yeah. sense. Like, it almost feels like this is yeah. kind of probably what I should have been expecting anyway. Like, The Rock, at the end of the day, is an action hero. So we're just going to see mm-hmm. a bunch of action, and plot may not be that great, but, you know, it's all about, you know, this guy's, you know, his swagger, his delivery, his ability to just kind of have this, uh, this amazing charisma. And that can kind of just carry the movie to the finish line. I think there's a part of me that was thinking there may be more here because of some of the instant positive reaction. But I almost feel like maybe we're just kind of getting what we all should have expected from the beginning. Yeah. I mean, I was just looking up the scores before you before you even started talking. I was just looking up scores. Uh, I think San Andreas, which I enjoy, is like 48 percent. Rampage is like 50%, around 50%. Uh, Hobbs and Shaw is at like 68%. Um, the Rock isn't a Rotten Tomatoes. He's not He's not some critic uh, critic darling, you know? Yeah. Not like he's not going to be in any Jordan Peele movies anytime soon that are going to destroy Rotten Tomatoes and blow all the way up to 99 or anything crazy like that. He's not, it's some, he's not, like he doesn't do those kinds of movies. Uh, but I think Jungle Cruise is also somewhere in the sixties. Like he doesn't do those kinds of movies. His movies, <laughs> there's no secret to what the it, you know. It's like, like we know what I'm getting. Like, like I know what I'm getting when I go into Black Black Adam. Um, it doesn't seem based on the positive reception. You know, it, it hasn't tanked, which is the thing that would have like concerned me. But based on the positive reception, it doesn't seem like this just. The Rock, you know, just you put a cape on him and he's just The Rock. <laughs> I feel like if that were the case, it would be much lower. Um, you know, if you were just giving the people's eyebrow every 15 seconds or anything like that. like So I'm not, I'm not, um, I'm not too concerned. Most of the, the negativity I've seen has just been regarding the plot and just it, it being messy, which, which I don't know. I mean, it's a superhero movie. Uh, it kind of looks messy you know, from the trailer. It looks messy. It looks messy. <laughs> it looks messy. I don't. I don't think. It, I, I, like, how long is this movie? I don't, I don't know if it's over two hours. I don't think this this plot is going to resolve itself in two hours in, in like a clean a, fashion. Neat, yeah. You know, yeah. bow, especially with someone as complicated as Black Adam. You know, right. like I, I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, you're going to have to take twenty minutes just to explain who he is. Yeah, just to explain to Joe who he is, <laughs> what he's doing. You know, like that's. And and the Rock needs time to be the Rock, so that's gonna be most of the movie. So I know it's it's gonna it's gonna be messy. I'm expecting the plot to be somewhat messy. I'm totally fine with that. If the action is good, you know the story is it makes it makes sense. Generally makes sense. And you know the JSA is cool. And they're in the movie long enough. That's my thing. You know if they're in the movie for like five seconds, that'll be pretty disappointing. But if they're in the movie long enough, I'm cool. You know, and we get some surprises at the end, which I'm sure we'll, you know, hold, I don't know if Superman is or isn't in a movie or whatever, but, but you know, I'm ex- I'm excited to see it. I'm still looking forward to seeing it. I still have high expectations for myself as someone who's enjoyed many of his other movies that that don't have high Rotten Tomato scores. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. Of course, this movie comes out this week. Uh, you can expect a review from us most likely next week of this film, and. Look, I think that with DC movies, I think now we're kind of we're kind of starting to see it permeate now with like all superhero movies. But I think DC movies were the first first movies to be this way, 
where you know the Rotten Tomatoes score won't necessarily maybe tell the story about how the fans feel about this film. You know, it's, you know the Snyder thing kind of you know turned that on its head, so it's kind of hard to take into consideration how much fans really love Snyder stuff. But I think even beyond Snyder stuff, like like superhero movies recently, and particularly DC movies, like there are movies that you know the critics will just be like, "Yeah, this is okay," and fans will say, "This is fantastic," and they really like it. I feel like this might be one of those movies. Like, I really think that there's a possibility that that's the case, especially if they really do nail the action, which I think even the best reviews say that there's a lot of action in this movie. But it's going to be an interesting thing. And I think that, for me, with DC having no current leadership, which is a great segue into our next topic, with DC having no current leadership, I wonder if a subpar critical response won't matter as much for The Rock in regards to where he wants to take the character for the future. Like, I wonder if, um, because there's no one really in charge and there is this power struggle happening that, you know, he'll be able to kind of, and not him, you know, just everybody, kind of just, you know, maneuver their way into advantageous situations to do the kind of stuff that they want to do at that at that franchise. It's going to be very interesting to follow. But let's talk more about that story. So, this is this, this big, extensive report from Hollywood Reporter. Um, multiple people were working on this article, essentially kind of talking about where things stand over at DC because things are very complicated. You know, you had this merger with Discovery, which meant that there's going to be a lot of reshuffling regarding the executives and leadership at the entire Warner Brothers film department. And that has included, of course, what's happening over at DC. You know, Walter Hamada, who's been the head of DC, his tenure is ending. And now we have a kind of a a vacuum that's been left with leadership and people are trying to get their stuff off during this time period. We have, according to this article, James Gunn working on one, potentially two secret DC projects. We got uh, Matt Reeves working on a litany of Batman spinoff shows. Uh, I saw one that apparently included Clayface, uh, one that potentially included Professor Pig, uh, Scarecrow, a lot of things happening on that end. And then I think what has been the headline from this article has been the future of Superman because the future before this takeover or and well, this merger with Discovery and before Zaslav kind of came into the picture, the CEO of Discovery, it, it was very murky, but it seemed like we were headed towards a Supergirl movie and then a maybe one or maybe even two black Superman projects. Uh, that apparently now seems to be, you know, by the wayside. And according to this article, the plan right now is to move forward with Superman being Henry Cavill and that there are already potential plans to have that iteration of the character show up in what would essentially be a Man of Steel 2 project that's currently being produced by uh, Charles Roven. Apparently, they're already looking for screenwriters here. I know there have been recent rumors that have now said, well, you know, this project isn't nearly as far along as maybe this article suggested. But right now, Henry Cavill seems to be in the eyes of this current iteration of Warner slash Discovery, their Superman which is pretty, uh, 
I mean, it's a pretty crazy kind of turn of events when we think of where we were just a year or two ago where we were talking about, you know, J.J. Abrams and Ta-Nehisi Coates doing this Black Superman. We were talking talking about uh, Michael B. Jordan gently, you know, putting something together with a Black Superman and, you know, Supergirl movie being in the cars. Now it seems like, uh, you know, we're in a whole different stratosphere and now the focus has been put back on Cavill. So, Sham... You know, I know you're a huge Man of Steel fan. You mentioned that already on this podcast. How do you feel about the potential return of Henry Cavill Superman to the big screen? Uh, it's no one's surprise. I'm very excited about it. Um, I mean, of course, everybody knows I am definitely a big Cavill Superman guy. Um, Hawkins has been doing fantastic in Superman and Lois, but I'm definitely a big, uh, big Cavill Superman guy. He's great at man of steel is a great movie um you know bvs and justice league were very flawed but he was not the problem um uh in those movies i mean he's just a good superman i i think he's a great superman and i would and i would love to see him come back you know uh zach snyder's moved on to other things but you could still have a good Superman story told with him as your Superman. Um, I would welcome it. You have other, um, other comparable uh, kind of anti-hero figures in the DC universe now with, with uh, Black Adam, mm-hmm. someone that I would love to see, of course, go toe to toe with Superman in one movie or multiple movies. Um you can you can introduce other Superman heroes, Superman or Superman villains that we've never seen on the big screen. I mean, Batman's Rose Gallery has been explored, you know, explored, you know, basically everywhere. Superman's Rose Gallery has been practically untouched. All we see is right. all we see is a uh, is a uh, Zod. It, yeah. it seems and Zod and, and uh, Luthor. Zod and Luthor. Yeah. No one else. And it's like, well, no, I mean, no Batalo, <laughs> a lot no of other brain, no Brainiac, and Doomsday, and Doomsday, I guess, but I don't even count that Doomsday. Right. So, yeah, I mean, this, oh, man. I mean, it's, so, yeah, it's a lot of potential. And Cavill's still killing it in Hollywood. The Witcher is still, like. Going strong, yeah. Going strong, like, massive fan base. Um, I mean, he is, he's doing a great job. He's he's obviously very talented. I liked him. I actually recent, recently binged the Mission Impossible movies. He was great in the recent one that he was in. Yes. Um. So, uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I, I would be excited to see him come back as Superman. Kendall, on the on the on the surprise scale, where are you when you hear right now plans moving forward are for Cavill to be Superman and for a sequel for Superman two to be the next Man of Steel type film? Considering where we've been with this character in these recent reports regarding what's happening with DC. Man, um, first of all, like, it sounds like it's an absolute mess. I mean, like somebody said. Yes, I agree. And, and that's not, I mean, that's not like, it's not news. It's not anything, not, not anything no, no status has changed with DC. It's just still a mess. But, um, but the, the idea that like, it feels like we have like these factions that are all trying to, gain and consolidate power somehow since there is no you know they they missed out on Dan Lin and you know they they 
they don't have that figure. Zaslav is, you know, he's doing other stuff. You know, he can't just obviously focus on uh, DC. And so, you know, all these figures, Matt Reeves uh, is doing his thing and Gunn is doing his thing. And, I mean, we got a sequel for a Flash movie that, uh, you know, I mean, I, I can't believe that the first one's coming out. But uh, apparently we're getting two. Like, all this, none of this stuff seems to be cohesive. You know, Wonder Woman 3 and, and like, we've got Superman. And Superman feels like the piece, feels like the biggest piece of the pie. It's the one, that's why this is the one that we're talking about. Because, like... When I mean when done right, that is the that's the big Kahuna. That's along with Batman. That that's that's someone that you have as a centerpiece. But what what is what is bizarre is that like obviously you're bringing back Superman, and then it, there just becomes this natural confusion about what universe are we even in. I'm assuming this is the same one as DCU. Just you know Ben Affleck's not a part of it, and Robert Pattinson something different. You've got a popular Batman and a potentially popular Superman, and they're they're running in completely different universes. Can that be? Is that realistic? And that I think is going to be the question for Dave Zaslav because he wants this Marvel like universe. If he wants this Kevin Feige like person to come in and consolidate everything and make everything n- nice and neat, well, that you know that like you can't have you can't have stuff like that. I mean, or you can, but it's just going to be a little awkward. Um, so that's what I think is is, is weird about it. But, they, but then again, like, we've got that, we've got all that stuff, and then we've got, and obviously The Rock is talking about doing his own stuff with, with Black Adam and, a, and you know, uh, you know, a Black Adam versus Superman or, or Shazam and, all the, you know, the Black Adam verse. Like, and then you throw in Matt Reeves talking about doing Professor Pig shows. Like, None of this stuff seems to seem to align, you know, in, in a clean manner. Like, there's no way, there's no way if if you were hired tomorrow, EJ, as the head of Warner Brothers Discovery's DC film division, there's no way one of the first fifty things on your agenda would be to make a Professor Pig show, you know, like that. That <laughs> no, there's no way, you know. I mean, we already know you'd fire. Henry Cavill. So the first thing, right? You know, <laughs> this isn't uh, this isn't this isn't legit to begin with. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, no, like like making Professor Pig shows, you know, doing writing Flash sequels, like none of this makes any sense. So right now, again, it's a mess at Warner Brothers. We'll see if they come and figure it out. Um, we know Alan Horn, it, at least we think Alan Horn is consulting you know, Zaslav on some of the stuff. We don't know if it's DC specifically or if it's just Warner Brothers, you know, and their their whole film division as a whole. Uh, but I feel like regardless whether it's just DC or not, mm. bringing back Henry Cavill as Superman is a big move that that goes straight to the top. So um, that, that to me, again, makes me think. And then we've got also, we've got, obviously we had the back road debacle, um, and we've got a Blue Beetle movie that's supposed to be coming yeah, out. Apparently, and, in this article, you know, also, it also the article notes that we're not getting that uh, uh, Zatanna movie. By the way, that has been scrapped. Man, uh, I mean, I, I, you know, the more cynical version of me three, four years ago about DC would have said that movie was never coming out in the first place. But, <laughs> right, that's true. Uh, 
But so I, you know, I hate to be like I, I, I'm. I, I'm. I'm not like I'm not completely shocked. But uh, uh, and then we also we we didn't talk about it, but we had you know a couple weeks ago we had the news that we're in the Constantine, Keanu Reeves sequel. Like, where does that fit into any of this? I mean, it probably doesn't fit into any of this at all. But like, you know, and then, so because of that, Matt Ryan is out as Constantine, and anything that they were doing involving any of that stuff and him being in Justice League Dark is, is was was scrapped. So, I mean, is that still is that official? Like, I mean, it was reported by the trades, but you know, and obviously you don't do anything with Keanu Reeves and just decide you're gonna scrap it. So I'm assuming that's the direction they're going. So they're again, they're what their direction is isn't clear. Um, I mean, we've got news, and then again, and then lastly, James Gunn. You know, I'm glad you know coming off a of Peacemaker that he's still uh, a player at DC. Um, but I, you know, I'm just curious to see what he would be what he would be working on. I mean, it probably is whatever Suicide Squad spinoff that he's been proposing for a while now. I would That's true. But yeah. It's funny, Kendall. I feel like you and I kind of I'm very happy you said that this looked chaotic. Because I feel like the internet reaction guys to this article was extremely positive. It was looked at as like this kind of like pushback by DC to a lot of the news grabbing that Marvel's done really since San Diego Comic Con. Not all of it's been great, but there's been a lot of news and a lot of it has been good. Uh, you know, people like the Black Panther trailers, um, the San, you know, the, the slate dropping at San Diego Comic Con was just a you know, a nuclear bomb dropping. Uh so a lot of people looked at this as kind of DC's response. And I found that puzzling because when I read this article and I kind of read the, the fallout from this article in terms of people kind of breaking down exactly what was being said. This just looks like a chaotic mess. Like, I don't, like, if, because I think there always is an impetus to say, okay, why are we seeing this now? Why is this being reported in this way? There's always, especially with Hollywood, there's hella agendas being pushed when it comes to us learning this kind of behind-the-scenes information. And the impression for a lot of people seemed to be, well, this is DC showing that, hey, we're really about to get this thing revved up and it's going to be right. And there are a lot of exciting things happening. But as Kendall noted, this just looked like a unorganized mess to me. I look, I think on the, on the, on the surface, I really am happy and maybe surprising people. I am happy that Henry Cavill is coming back as Superman. You know, my whole thing about, you know, years ago saying that I thought he should have been fired after the, uh, BVS debacle was that I felt like people lost faith in Superman and lost, they lost faith in that franchise. And my also, I also had firing Zack Snyder as part of that, you know, bingo card as well. When I made that YouTube video, one of our first ones we've ever done. And I said that people too much people have lost confidence in this franchise and you can't have people losing confidence in freaking Superman. You can't have that. And it's time to just start over and start fresh in a way that people can uh, restore that confidence and you can kind of move in a different direction. Um, some of Cavill's, I, my issues with Cavill, I, I thought were some of Zack Snyder's directional, directional, uh, you know, his, his directional de- decisions and the way he directed Cavill in those movies. Um, 
But when I read kind of how this whole thing played out, I think that Cavill being back as Superman, I think is great because I think we do need a reset to the norm. Like DC under Hamada really seemed to want to kind of go off the reservation and do things. Some things really good. Like I think that Hamada did a lot of really good stuff at DC. But the idea that you have, you know, maybe the most well-known superhero in the world and an age of superhero movies and we're getting these alternative versions of that character just didn't sit right with me. It didn't mean that Black Superman with, you know, Tony C. Coach writing and J.J. Abrams directing or producing couldn't have been fantastic. It doesn't mean that whatever Michael B. Jordan wanted to do couldn't have been fantastic. I just felt like that should have been secondary to having a main continuity Superman that we all know and love as kal So I think it's great that Cavill's back, even if I initially called for his firing at one point. But the rest of this just looks like slop. A, a Batman, no, the, no, look, and I don't want to really put the Batman in here. Like, I have a lot of faith in Matt Reeves. Uh, I don't know if I need to see a Professor Pig project. I'm interested in Clayface. I think that could actually be really interesting. Considering the Clayface character, anybody that's seen the Clay, everybody seen, everybody remembers the Clayface storyline from the Batman, the Batman, the the, the yeah. cartoon. No, that Clayface <laughs> has some 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 depth to his character. Oh, when Clayface, done right. Clayface, when done right, and not just in the Batman, but in various different comics. I mean, Clayface could be a very fascinating central character to a TV show. I would be very intrigued by that, and. Scarecrow, I would also be intrigued. Like those seem, those seem cool. I wasn't sure about the, you know, I wasn't sure about the the, the press of pig stuff. But then you kind of this article painting this power struggle of like everyone trying to get a piece of the pie, but there's no still no real plans in place. Like people are developing stuff, but nothing's getting greenlit. So I don't know. Like I didn't get this reaction that I was seeing online about oh this is. You know, this is the you know the response from DC. This is the you know the the punchback from DC to show what they got going on. I was promised a shared continuity that would look something akin to Marvel as part of a ten year plan from David Zaslav. What the hell did anybody read in this article that looked like that? I see confusion. I see no direction. And I see it looked to me like they were just throwing stuff on the wall. Like we've seen. For months, this idea that the Flash movie could very well be dead on arrival and, you know, while it was going to come out, that the franchise was kind of just going to be on dead arrival because Ezra Miller's situation was so toxic that the idea that they would continue would likely not happen. And here they're saying, well, a, a sequel's being written. Like, why are you writing a sequel <laughs> for the Flash movie when we don't even know what the hell's going to happen with Ezra Miller? But I think they're able to do it because nobody's telling them not to. Like, no one's saying this, coming in and saying, hey, these are the projects we're moving forward with. This is our plan for the future. So, like, let's all get kind of on the same page. You just have a bunch of creators creating. And that's what they do best. And they're going to go out there. Now they're going to pitch their stuff. But what they're doing in their own lanes doesn't equate to what is being promised by Warner Media and DC as a whole, which is um, a more organized, shared continuity. So when I read a lot of this stuff, I didn't think it was good news. I, I saw 
a lot of chaos. This kind of reminded me of the old, the bad old days that Kendall was referring to, where you hear about all these projects and none of them happen, like you know Nightwing and things like that. I was surprised I didn't hear. Honestly, I was surprised I didn't hear a Nightwing thing in here. That's right. <laughs> we didn't hear. Oh, like, by the way, this guy is still working on a Nightwing project. Like there are a lot of things that went by the wayside. I, I was surprised didn't actually get put in this article because everything under the sun was put in this article. So. I don't know. I, it makes exactly. me kind of wonder what the motivation behind this was. Like, like, I'm, I'm just not convinced that DC put this information out there because they thought they were going to come out looking good. It may have happened by accident, but I don't know. Something just seems weird about this. The article was very well written, very well reported. Um, shout out to uh, the great Boris Kit, or maybe the best we have in this industry when it comes to the scoop game. But this was just bizarre. This whole article was bizarre to me. That uh, you mentioned Nightwing, and that that just reminded me about that uh, that Gotham Night show. I was wondering if that show's still coming out. I just googled <laughs> I it, hope not, and man. that show's dead on. Arrival. As far as we know, it's just not coming out in twenty twenty two, but twenty twenty three, uh, it's still technically in the works. That's crazy. Uh, we saw a whole trailer for that book, that show, and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that was all like the pilot. Uh, yeah. Um, and then uh, I know Shamari. I know uh, uh, you're you're locked in on the Gotham Knights uh, game that should be coming out. What pretty soon? Comes out in a, f- a few days. I'm about, days? I'm about to play it. Yeah, it comes out on Friday. <laughs> I, I, I I heard there was a little bit of a controversy with the fact that it's gonna it's only gonna be 30 frames per second. Yeah, people uh, are really up in arms about that. I'm not. I'm still, you know, wait and see. I don't, I don't know if any of the Ar- other Arkham games, well, Arkham Knight, you could probably run on 60 frames. But I don't know if any of the other previous Arkham games ran at 60 frames per second, at least on console. And they were still fun. Now, I know we're That's all the thing. Current. It'll still be fun. I mean, look, it's power all, current generation. We all, yeah, exactly. We want everything to be all incredible and run incredible. And it can still run well, you know, so I don't know. I'm not going to agree. How do we feel about, you know, one of the things about this article that I think was stark was this fight to get Henry Cavill and The Rock linked. Like, uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson is, is by the way this article describes, they don't really say these words, but I'm saying it based on what I see. He, he's hell-bent on doing something with Henry Cavill's Superman. I would understand it from his standpoint. That is a, I mean... That that feels like a billion dollar movie, but like this article describes a situation where you know he was trying to get Cavill in the movie, and Hamada was like, "Nah, fam, like we're not doing that." And one of the big reasons being that they were trying to steer away from the Zack Snyder era, which I think even them this article even alluding to that was surprising to me. Like that that really has been Hamada's goal with a lot of stuff he's been doing, and that The Rock essentially went around Hamada. To try to get what he wanted and is still hell bent on doing a big movie with Black Adam and Superman in the future. Like, that doesn't sound like a ship that's running on all cylinders. And now I think The Rock was right to want to have Black Adam and Superman square off. I've been calling for a Black Adam and Superman movie to square off. I said that I should have been Man of Steel 2, like, I don't know, a long time ago, probably around the time. Black Adam, excuse me, BVS was coming out when I realized it wasn't going to be good. I was like, this should have been Black Adam versus Superman. Like, so I love the idea. It makes perfect sense. 
uh, I think Hamada was dead wrong for not wanting to try to figure that out. But the idea that you got like actors that are able to get out from under the head of a freaking film department <laughs> to get what they want, yeah, that's not that's not good news. That's not good news. Although at all. the Rock, he's more than an actor. Rock, I get that. Yeah, that, that, yeah. That's like saying like that's like LeBron doing something. Yeah, Mike, Michael Jordan's a, going straight Michael, to the owner. Yeah, Michael Jordan's a basketball player. You know, yeah, like you know, <laughs> Beyonce's a singer. I I, I get that. But that, I didn't, but I, I think it's the, the point still holds. Like I don't think you can convince me that you're running a well-oiled ship when you got stuff like that happening. Regardless of whether he was right, <laughs> like like that to me, yeah, that, that's that that emboldens everyone else here to start doing their own thing. That emboldens Homeboy to say, "Yo, I'm just gonna write a Flash Two script," even though we don't know if our lead is gonna be in jail by the time I'm finished working on this. You know, it emboldens. You know, Matt Reed say, I'm going to make a professional pick show. Because why the hell not? Like, nobody's stopping me from doing anything right now. Like, everybody's emboldened to do whatever the hell they want. Like, James Gunn could start carving out pieces of the DC universe he wants to work on without any real plan about how they're supposed to connect. When, again, the plan is to connect all this stuff. So, I don't know. It looks like a, it looks like, it looks like a mess. It looks like a mess. I think the Cavill stuff was great news. I think a lot of his other stuff was bad news. I didn't see anything. That made me say, okay, DC looks like they're headed in the right direction. I was hoping, and I honestly, like the way the reaction was, because I saw the reaction before I saw the actual, read the article. I was kind of hoping that that would be the case. I was like, oh, okay. Like, I would hear that, hey, you know, the Batman's working on this stuff, but now they realize, hey, we're going to have to connect the Batman to whatever we're doing with Black Adam and Superman or whatever. Or that we would hear, hey, you know, uh, you know, okay, we're doing the Flash 2, but. Uh, the plan that we're doing that, the reason why we're doing that is because we have to connect it to, like, there's none of that in here. It's just people doing their own stuff. It's it's, it's chaos. So I don't, I don't, I didn't really get some of the positive reaction to this this article at all. But um, but it, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to follow, man. This this whole DC fallout is playing out in a way that has been like you can't miss it. I don't want to call it a train wreck yet because. We don't know what the result's going to be. But, but like, it, it's reminding me of, like, you know, people that you can't look away from a train wreck. That's kind of what it feels like watching all this stuff play out. I don't know if it's going to be a train wreck yet. It could be something spectacular. But it's just they need to find leadership immediately. Like, I don't, like we you know, we've gone at length about why it's hard and why it's difficult and why people are interested. But to actually agree to the job and take the job for people that are qualified is, is very complicated. Like... They need to figure this thing out because this 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 article wasn't it. Like, yeah, this was DC's way to show that they got great stuff happening. This, this article didn't do it for me. I think it shows more about just how bad things are happening uh, over there. Let's head over to Marvel. So Robert Downey Jr., his Tony Stark character, met its end in Avengers Endgame. And the character was killed off and... For all accounts, we thought we were potentially done with Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark. But now we have rumors hitting the internet that he indeed could be coming back as Tony Stark slash Iron Man. So MCU Source first put it out. Now MCU Source, I will put it out there. I don't normally do this to outlets or people. MCU Source sucks. Like I feel like they just make stuff up all the time. <laughs> like I don't know if you guys follow him on Twitter. They just be saying stuff, and I look it up, and I'm like, "This isn't like where did they come up with this? No one else is." Like Harrison Ford playing General Ross. 
<laughs> well, did no, they say but, that? Uh, no, no, no. I'm joking. I'm saying, yeah, they yeah. say stuff yeah, like yeah, that. You look at it, it sounds like a fake story. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah, yeah. And that happened. That to be true. But yeah, they just be saying stuff, and I'm just like, I don't know where they're coming up with any of this. Like, and it's never confirmed anywhere. So, I don't know. I, I again, I don't normally get after uh, sources, but I was very hesitant when I saw this thing. So they put out, hey, Rob Downey Jr. is is potentially going to be back in Kang Dynasty and Secret Wars. And I kind of rolled my eyes and moved on. But then uh, my time to shine hello, uh, a scooper who has been pretty good when it comes to getting early information on stuff. He clarified, or at least corrected this tweet and said, Secret Wars, yes. Kang Dynasty, no. And that had more people saying, okay, well, maybe this is something real because this guy's been right about stuff, and now he's saying that Henry, that, uh, excuse me, that that Robert Downey Jr. will be returning in a future Avengers movie, and that being Secret Wars. Is this the right move, you guys feel like, like for, to, bring, uh, to bring Tony Stark back? I think I'm kind of torn on it personally. I feel like his death was very powerful. And while I don't think I ever thought he would be gone forever, I thought that he would be back at some point. It almost feels too early. I guess Endgame comes out in 2019, I want to say. Talking about a Secret Wars movie that for now we're talking about 2026. So you're talking about seven years. I I know we're kind of in this weird Marvel era where we're kind of now in dog years as opposed to like normal years because we have so much Marvel content that comes out every year. But... Seven years yeah, just that's feels... Like, that's, like, that's like 20 projects from now. Right, yeah. <laughs> and like if we're talking about the first iteration of Marvel when we first doing this, seven years for what they're doing now would probably equal 15 years, Like if we're being real. So maybe I'm kind of undercutting my own argument. But seven years is the real timeline that we're talking about in terms of how long Robert Downey has not been on screen. And we're talking about him just being on screen. We're not talking about him being in the promotion, him doing promo runs. Like, you know, because he, he's not going to just start in 2026. Like, if he's in the movie and he's a big portion of it, we're going to be hearing all about Robert Downey's return in 2025. That means we would have seen him die in 2019 as as Iron Man. And in six years, he's back on the on the junkie talking about Iron Man's, you know, maybe his triumphant return. Though, you know, some people said maybe this is a different version of Iron Man. Maybe it's a variant because we're dealing with multiple timelines because of Secret Wars likely heading in that direction. That just seems too short to me. Like, I just don't know if I really need to see Tony Stark right now. I think there is this idea that because this is such a massive movie and you're dealing with so many timelines, like, how do you not bring him? How do you bring all these other people in and not bring him back? How do you not do that? And I get it. Like, I, I don't know how. I really don't have an argument against it. But I don't know. Just that I just feel like his death was so powerful and it was uh, something that was was so just large it was, it was a larger than life moment in cinema quite frankly him making that sacrifice in endgame that to come back six seven years later and just kind of just say all right now he's back again i don't know it's kind of sat well wrong with me i don't know how you feel kendall uh i'm i'm gonna disagree and not not necessarily you're not wrong in that it's a little early i'm just in the mindset that they can't control like father time when it comes to 
the timing they're doing Secret Wars now. I mean, this is the once in a once in a generation type of movie that they're trying to make. And, and so you have to I mean, he has to be it if you're going to if you're going to do it right. If you do the Secret Wars movie, and you don't put Iron Man in it. Like it's sort of, I don't you know, I mean, he's he's the biggest figure in the MCU. Him and Chris Evans should be in the movie. Uh Chris Evans Captain America and you know, along with the other, you know, you know, people that, that have been bandied about, like Hugh Jackman and, you know, potentially Toby Maguire and Holland and all these other big, big names. Um, and then the other thing is obviously that, you know, Robert Downey, uh, you know, is not getting any younger. So, I mean, we, I mean, are we waiting 10 years? You know, at that point, can he play the same character? You know, or are we, or is he playing an old man, Tony Stark? Right. You know, he kind of already, kind of, kind of already got that yeah, version he's, to he's a degree. Getting, yeah, he's kind of getting up there now. You know, you know, you he's, know he's fifty-seven right Robert. now. Yeah, but by the time Secret Wars comes out, he's gonna be sixty plus. Yeah. Um, and you know, he'll still be playing Tony Stark, but again, the longer and longer you wait, the more and more he's playing. He's playing a different character than Tony. He's playing the Tony Stark from uh. Next Avengers, uh, the Next Avengers animated movie. He's not playing uh, the Tony Stark that we that we know. So, um, yeah, I think that that is that's the reason, uh, one of the main reasons why I don't have a problem with it. But um, yeah, I, you know, I, I think you know there was I, I, there was speculation and rumors that you know we could be getting a lot more of uh, Morgan Stark, more yeah. of the Stark's character as well. And does that play a role and she play a role in Kane Dynasty uh and, and Secret Wars and if that's part of the that's part of the plot that would bring him that would bring him back see that I'm not really too excited about the Morgan Stark character but um if it's our way of bringing back Downey somehow uh I guess I'm for it so um yeah I mean Secret Wars and then I think the question you asked real quick that I'll toss to Chamari is just you know if he is back, is this something that you save for the is something you save for the movie, or is something that you promote in the movie? You know, like promote before the movie comes out because there's it's a lot of money in saying we've got a movie with Iron Man and Spider Man and and Wolverine and the Avengers and all these different people, but you know, but that still is a big deal to just to reveal you know in movie that yeah Downey's back. I mean, nobody'd be surprised, but. Kind of like you know the three Spider-Man movies. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna, I was, I was gonna say it's almost like a, re, a, a a smaller version, but it's just a replay of what we saw with the No Way Home yeah. promotion. Because they're but gonna have plenty week. of other, they're gonna have plenty of other stuff to promote, Jam. Like they're gonna there's gonna be plenty of other people that will be definitely a part of the promotion. You know, there's already rumors that McAvoy could be in this film. That Fastbender could be in this film. Like McAvoy. <laughs> oh yeah, you guys oh, didn't man. see that? I saw. Uh, I saw Charles Murphy. Yeah. I saw Charles Murphy. Um, I think, you know, he was kind of, you know how Charles Murphy does. He kind of does his sly, like, you know, nothing Twitter, Twitter things, but, like, not confirming, but confirming. And, some, you know, they were posting, that, oh, McAvoy is, is going to be, you know, someone. Again, it, it seemed like someone that was doing the same thing MCU sources. Someone shooting from the hip about, you know, Secret Wars. That Maybe if it's true, it'll work. If not, then who cares? We'll forget about it. And I think, like, you know, Charles Murphy saw the tweet, and he was like, yeah, duh. That was his. That was his response. Yeah, Film Odyssey um, said that Hugh Jackman and McAvoy are being considered to return in Avengers: Secret Wars, and I, I think it was Charles Murphy who responded. It could have been. I don't know who else it could have been. The only one that person that does that is Daniel RPK, but 
the fact that I keep thinking it's Murphy tells me that it probably was Murphy. And he was kind of like, yeah, yeah, duh. Like, that's going to happen. Like, yeah. So, so like, if those guys are in the film, like, you don't really need Downey to promote it. And he could end up being a nice, convenient surprise, quote, unquote, though. You know, how surprised will we be if we get all these great rumors that he is coming back? Hashem, where do you stand on this? The idea of Rob Durney potentially making a return. Um, I say I'm, I'm probably more leaning with uh, Kendall here. Where I, I mean, I feel like I feel like Secret Wars. Um, again, I just feel like there's going to be there's so much Marvel coming out between. I already feel I feel like I said this on our last show. I already feel like a million things have come out since, like, you know, Endgame and Infinity. War. Um, you know, that feels like a million years ago in like what in Marvel time, yeah. I guess, with Marvel. So, yeah. well, in Marvel time, it literally, well, in Infinity War, there was like a, what, a five year gap or whatever, but right. but yeah, we, like in Marvel time, we we're like in the year 20, like 28 or something like that, like right, we're already which I don't know. Anyway. I feel like I feel like I feel like they should like clarify that at some point, like, but um, but yeah, you know, it's. Um, I would be cool with it. I, I, I would be, I would be cool with it. It wouldn't feel like it's too soon for me. And to, to make the no way home kind of comparison to add another layer to that, I feel like this would be, um, I, I, I wouldn't say it'd be bigger in the sense that, cause no way home, you, that's something you thought you probably would never see. Um, but I think this would be more emotionally like people would be like breaking down in the theater because people were breaking down in the theater when he died. Oh yeah. In, I was crying a lot in that movie. In the, in the movie. See, even seeing him back in the movies, people are going to be breaking down. It's People are just going to be blubbering mess, leaving the theater. And he just has to say something that, that makes people think back to that moment. And it's just going to love be, you. 3000. Yeah, oh my god, if he says that, that's it. It's over. The movie's gonna break you know, a trillion dollars, whatever, destroy whatever box office right, Avatar, Endgame, whoever has the record officially destroy it. You know, so um Yeah, you know, this is this, so I'm not I'm not I'm not opposed to it. I think I think that would be a good idea. Um I think it would be, you know, a welcome addition and and like you said, like you said, EJ, there's plenty of stuff to that. They'll have plenty of stuff to market the movie already. There's not even something that'll, that'll take away from the movie or steal from the movie or anything like that. So I'm all for it. Yeah, I, and I and I look. I think that I I knew I'm going to be a minority in saying like I don't know if I need this because he's a huge star and there's a lot of stuff happening and he's. I mean, he, yeah, you can make the case he's he's the biggest Marvel Studios star. At. Know that they have. He is the franchise player. You know, <laughs> As, you know, he's the John Cena to WWE. Like you know, like that. Like so, it's almost like you can't go wrong by bringing him back in that regard. And I do get that. I just feel like for me, sometimes it's good not to mess with a great thing. And we saw kind of Marvel's first attempt at doing that with how they brought back Charles Xavier for Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness, given his end in Logan. And I think it came out to mixed reviews. You know, I think there was some really awesome stuff about it. I think it was an incredible moment that he was actually in this movie. But I don't know. <laughs> I think that given people's response to the film overall, kind of take my own view out of it. I just, 
you you do wonder if 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 that movie was worth it. I mean, bringing Logan back is gonna be weird. We're, we're about to we're about to see. It. I was gonna say that's the next test. Now we're about to see test two, which is even a to me a much bigger thing is bringing Logan back after what we saw in Logan, and seeing what they do in Deadpool, which is not going to be the emotional ride that Logan was for sure. Because I mean, come on, it's Deadpool, and that's gonna be a test, and. Again, it just it makes me kind of wonder, okay, how often do you need to uh, kind of fly in the face of a great thing for the sake of creating more moments or create or, or money grab, to be honest. Just keep it 100. And I don't know. Something to think about, I think, when it comes to the decision to bring back Robert Downey. I love Robert Downey. He is one of the best casting. He might be the best casting in ever in superhero movie history. So... I get it. I just don't know if I necessarily needed him in this. Though, if he's in it, I will say this. That that, that means that I feel like this is a decision that would have came very recently. I don't think that this is the whole plan was to bring him back for Secret Wars. I think that Marvel is kind of fishing for that Endgame Infinity War moment again. Like, we've seen that like Marvel's had a tough time in the post-Infinity War Endgame reality of how we view superhero movies it's been, had a tough time creating those same moments had a tough time getting that same thrill out of people it's almost like they kind of peaked at that moment and trying to come down from that and give people other stuff it's been tough for them you know it has not been this easy road and i think they're kind of looking at what they can do and, and you know we know secret wars is going to be on the table and i'm not necessarily thinking saying they pushed up the timeline but i think that they realize okay we got to every five six years or so give them something just immaculate and huge and i think that's why you're seeing them say all right this door that we probably really weren't gonna open not anytime soon we have to open now that's kind of how i view it uh last story of the day guys and it is a story that i do think as kendall noted is very fascinating how we've seen it play out so it is confirmed not, I guess, officially by Marvel, but officially by multiple other sources that um, Thunderbolt Ross in this next Captain America movie will be played by none other than Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford has come to an agreement with Marvel, being that he will be playing Thunderbolt Ross. He takes over for the late William Hurt, who passed away recently. And... <laughs> as we talked about the reaction to this has been very interesting with some looking at uh this casting and saying okay now we're doing recastings for other people who died but not t'challa and you know and uh, the whole situation with um obviously uh, uh chadwick boseman um and as kendall mentioned others kind of looking at this captain america movie and being like uh, okay we got the leader okay we got uh <laughs> now thunderbolt ross like, what kind Maybe of Captain America movie is this? Yeah, the rumor was that She-Hulk was going to be in this. Like, what is this movie turning into? So, I don't know. I, I, I'm I curious what you, how you feel, Kendall. I mean, I kind of saw this news and kind of was very kind of just matter of fact about it for me. Like, I think that, one, I think that Harrison Ford is a very good casting for Thunderbolt Ross in a vacuum. I don't know what that means for him being. I, I can't imagine him ever doing Red Hulk. That's, maybe I'm being they aren't giving him enough credit but i just don't think he's doing that crap at this age so 
I saw this. Okay, we're we're not getting Red Hulk ever probably, but um, but when I saw the casting, I was kind of like, this seems like a great casting. I think that's the exact kind of role he should be able to do. Uh, so I was kind of thrilled to hear it. But what what did you make of the casting and the reaction? So we saw this the exact opposite, EJ. Interesting. I saw this and I was like, Red Hulk is is coming down the pipe. Really? I, really? Okay. So there's no other reason to bring back Thunder Ross after the passing of, of William Hurt, other than we need we need Red Hulk. I don't agree that, with that. That, that. That's the wait. I don't agree with that you. Literally, they're literally doing the Thunderbolts. Oh yeah, Not, you're doing the Thunderbolts. So that's a like, big reason to bring them bring back to keep Thunderbolt Ross in the in the. In yeah, the but like if they if they did the Thunderbolts without Thunderbolt Ross, like I don't think anybody would be like they could have been like, yeah, we're gonna name it name the team the Thunderbolts in honor of Thunderbolt Ross and and moved on. I mean, you know, and people. I'm not saying that it. you're wrong. I'm saying the idea that there's no reason to bring them back is not fair. Like, well, and then let the, me let me add to, let me add to that. There's no reason to bring him back, and then cast Harrison Ford at <laughs> Thunderbolt Raw, unless you're doing or cast an actor as big as Harrison Ford, unless you're doing Red Hulk. I you know it just seems too that's spending you're spending a lot of money on Harrison Ford to give him the, to bring him out to do this movie. It, it's hard. It, it was hard to get him to do uh, Indiana Jones Five. You know, it's hard to get him to do Star Wars Episode Seven. And you're, you're paying all that money for an actor just so he could play a grizzly old military guy? I don't know. I, I, I My guess is that we are going to get Red Hulk. Um, you know, I mean, is he going to be in Captain America New World Order? The, I mean, the, you know, I think part of, I mean, part of me wonders is that the main reason why he's in that movie is to set up the idea that he becomes Red Hulk. I mean, you know, and is that something Harrison that, Ford you know, is that 80, the leaders... Harrison, Harrison Ford is 80 years old. That's what I'm saying. But, I'm, like, he's, like, again... Why would he do this? Why would you bring him out to do this movie? Well, my thing is, though, like, what's the point of putting him in that position? So, like, like he, like, right, like this is a character, if you do I mean, that's a full old, CGI. That's a full CGI. No, character. I know, but, so, like, but like he's going to have to do voice <laughs> acting, and, like, he's a character you're probably going to want to keep in the fold, and he's 80. That's like you. You just no. Not, I think I think he realistic. dies. I think he okay, dies so, in Thunderbolts. That's my. So opinion. I don't know, but. So I so I gotta side with EJ here. I don't know. So there's a lot. There's a lot of things to go. So first of all, I agree with EJ. Harrison Ford is not getting any younger. Um. I also. Um. And this is just me. I don't know. I don't know how EJ feels about it. I don't see Harrison Ford the way that I the, like. Look how they did Ruffalo's Hulk. Ruffalo's Hulk looks like Ruffalo. Right. They're going to make Harrison turn Harrison Ford into a Hulk? I don't know. I just, it's just strange. I, I also don't see Harrison Ford wanting to be I, a Hulk. Yeah, yeah, I don't, yeah. How either. do you piss that? How do you piss that? How do you Harrison piss Ford? that to Harrison Ford? Like, he doesn't want to be like, like oh, Harrison, of, you know the Hulk? Okay, you're going to be red. You're going to be the red and one. Like, and like the, the, like the third most well known Hulk. Yeah, like, like I don't know. I just like, don't see him signing on to that. And like, I don't think, like thinking about I, I trying could, to pitch that to him, I just I can't see it, Sham. I agree. Yeah, yeah, I don't see it. I, I could much more see a pitch to him of like you know, um, uh, maybe he knew uh, Mr. Hurt who played who played uh, right. you know played uh, Ross before. Maybe like, listen, you want someone that we know is a great actor, 
to play this role um, as well as he did. We think you can do that. You know, you'll get played, paid very well, which, of course, he certainly is. And uh, you'll be in a massive movie in a franchise with a, you know, with a franchise with a lot of, a lot of, uh, you know, the household name and all that. I think that, and I mean, I think that's that's probably good enough. So it still costs a lot, but I mean, I think it's good enough. I, I don't think this. I I certainly don't think he's going to be home. I would say it being Harrison Ford has decreased dramatically. I totally really? thought that this yeah. is going to be any kind of home. I just feel like you look there's going to be a lot of people. I just feel like we look, we look at his recent. I just don't see any anything in his recent filmography that suggests he would do this at 80 years old. And like I said, I, obviously he's a full CGI character and stuff. But again, like I think, could you pitch him? Hey, you're going to be like a government official who, like, you know, will kind of do anything it takes to, you know, to push forward the government's agenda, even if it, you know, means doing some morally compromising things. Or being kind of just an overall hard ass, like, and leading a bunch of like misfit, you know, people in like covert operations. Like, yeah, that sounds like Harrison Ford. Like, that's like so pitching, him on, pitching him on that seems very easy, even if he doesn't know who Thunderbolt Ross is, which I know he doesn't. But pitching him on like, yo, yeah, you're gonna be that same character, but also you're gonna be a red version of the Hulk, and that's gonna require us to mocap your face and do all this extra additional work at 80 years old? And maybe you're right, Kendall. Maybe if they do do Red Hulk, maybe he does die in the first movie, and you kind of can do a clean, a real clean break from the character as a whole. You can do a clean break from Hurt and Ford in that regard. But I, I don't know. That just seems like a very backwards way of, of doing something that is, like to me, unnecessary. Like, I, I know there are a lot of people who, like, there are people clamoring for the Red Hulk, but it just feels like he's so low in the totem pole that if we never got Red Hulk, I just don't think anybody would care. Like, I, I just don't think it would be that big a deal. The fact that you would I just have wonder... any old person so that you can get this thing off for one movie, for a one-off? I don't see it. Yeah. I don't get it. I, I, think my, I, think, I guess my questions would be, like, again, like, why would... I know you're saying we got to do the Thunderbolts, but... It's controversial in itself. Because, I mean, look, I mean, William Hurt played the guy for a long time. And, you know, I mean, we, you know, Marvel, we know they don't, they don't love recasting. I mean, we saw what happened, obviously, with T'Challa. Uh, you know, we, we've, we've had it done with, uh, with, with Brody. We've had it done with uh, Bruce Banner. Um, those were both after one movie. This is a guy who's been in, what, like five Six movies. I mean, it, in 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 William Hurt to to recast his character now. When I know we want to do the Thunderbolts, but other than that, he's done everything. Well, we say that, he's, but it, we the Thunderbolts. And but remember, like we apparently there's a lot of smoke that we're getting something with Hulk, a Hulk movie. So I don't know if it's just well, yes, but like. But like we like his character has sort of ran its course. Like we like we've, I mean you know they've got, they they did the thing with him as the secretary. They did the thing with him as General Ross, and he was good and all that. And I don't think anybody was like, man, you know, I 
you know, similar to when, similar, obviously, we saw what, what happened when, when, when T'Challa died. All the questions were, what are we going to do with Black Panther? I don't know if anybody, I mean, when, when William Hurt passed, I mean, none of us were like, none of the conversation was, well, you know, what are we going to do? What are we going to do about, I mean, there were questions about our Thunderbolts, how are we going to, but even when it was announced, none of the conversation was, well, how are they going to do the Thunderbolts without Thunderbolt Rock? What are they, you know, I didn't think he was going to be in the movie. I, I thought they were just going to do it without him. And like, so the only reason to bring him back, not the only reason, again, we, you know, but one of the, one of the, a big reason why you'd bring him back is if you felt, well, the only thing that we're missing right now on, on the, on the, on the Thunderbolt Ross, you know, Wikipedia page is him as Red Hulk. And that's, I mean, it's a big part, it's a big part of his identity. So if you're bringing him back when nobody was asking for him to be back other than they wanted to see Red Hulk, if you're bringing him back for two movies and he doesn't, and he's not Red Hulk, I think that would be controversial in and of itself. And then it, it would explain, because we asked the question, well, why why wouldn't you put Abomination in, in, in the Thunderbolts? Like, there, you know, like that seemed like a layup. You know, yeah. no Abomination yeah. and no Red Hulk. Well, now if now now that Thunderbolt Ross is in the mix, it makes me think that that's why we didn't they didn't put Th- Abomination in that movie in, in that movie. So, I mean, all you guys, I mean, you guys make good points in terms of Harrison Ford being way too old. I agree that I don't see him doing any sort of mocap work or any of that. And you know, Marvel's special effects team hasn't exactly visual effects team hasn't exactly knocked it out of the park the last couple of years. But, um, but man. I mean, because again, that that goes back to my point of like that that's that's an upgrade in terms of uh, in terms of celebrity, you know, like to go out of your way to 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 make a to to make a bigger actor, Thunderbolt Ross, uh, you know, I mean, you, you go from a, a you know a, you know a, a somebody who's who, you know not everybody knows who it is, you know, you see him and you're just like, oh, you know, you, a lot of people know William Hurt as Thunderbolt Ross. You go from that to somebody that, you know, almost everybody would recognize. Like, that makes me think that he's going to play a huge role. And again, maybe it's just as the same guy we've seen in the last decade. He's just, you know, military guy. But I would look back and be like, I didn't need it. I didn't need that. If, if that's what you're telling me, if you're telling me that he's just going to be that, because now it's just going to be weird. It's like we have two different versions of the same guy. But she told me, oh, yeah, we're bringing him back so he can be Red Hulk. Now I'm charged up. Now I'm like, all right, well, I don't know if this is gonna be good, but yeah, it makes sense, you know. Like now, now you know, we we were missing the Red Hulk, you know. I was, you know, yeah, you know, I was like, man, well, I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a void that's being left. And um, in terms of in terms of like, I mean, the look, idea if you're, that they if, you're would, if you're right, like I get it. Like I just again, like it's I just want to mention, like I. That's a hell of a pitch they gave him then, because that was stunning. I know. I mean, that. Yeah, I mean, I the idea know. that he's even in this movie is is bizarre. Like, yes. Why? Like, why would Harrison Ford want to do? These but movies? like I said, I feel like the actual character, just General William Ross, is like that. I could again, I could see a Theodore Ross. Sorry, like that is Ross. Jesus, three, one for three. There. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think William Hurt. Then I went Theo for some reason. Uh, that is Ross. Like the idea that, like again, he could play that figure is totally believable, and with the right check, 
yeah, I can see him doing that. There's a it's a whole nother ball game. You're deciding he's gonna be the Red Hulk. Like we, there are people who don't want to do that role because you're, you're, you know, you're CGI all the time and it's all mocap. Like they got him to do that. As apathetic as he is about a lot of this stuff and Hollywood as a whole, that's just that is stunning to me. Like if that that is if he's doing Red Hulk, and it's not anything. I mean, look, if it's a one throwaway in the last sequence of the film, maybe that's fine. But I mean. We're talking about Thunderbolts and this movie. We're not just talking about, oh, we're, you know. That's what I'm doing. I just think this is like far fetched. It's like he's got like he's eighty and I, I God willing, he'll 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 be here with us for the duration of however long Marvel needs him or wants him and however long he wants to keep acting. But the man is eighty and we got Captain America and then we gotta get to the Thunderbolts. And whatever else happens may happen after that. That just seems like, like it seems like you're unnecessarily rolling the dice on something that just you can't really control. Yeah, and why not cast someone younger? If right. you want a Red Hulk, like why not just have a, a Red Hulk that you can use? Yeah, like, like I don't like there's other Hulk. younger, yeah, talented, well-known Absolutely. actors that would probably be willing. <laughs> yeah, that would be do cool. that would right. be fine with the right check to do that. Like why? Like why Ford? Like that, that, that's yeah. part of it. This doesn't add up. Yeah, I, I, only, I, it would only be unless you don't have like a long, you don't have like a, like a, a, a long future plan for Red Hulk, which got, I also uh, think again, I don't because his character Brandon Court. Yeah, I don't want to keep Harvard on his age and feeling like I'm the Grim Reaper, but he's eighty. Like, like at a certain age, like okay, you're talking about sixty five, sixty eight. Okay, I can see you saying, "Look, like it was not that long, like whatever." He's eighty, dog. Like, well, that's the thing. I, I mean, that's I, why I he's God only in these two movies. He stays healthy. He's I don't, great, but like, regardless, this is playing with fire. If you're making big plans for the future with an eighty-year-old, you just are. Well, that's what I'm saying. And I don't. This country, keeps, you know, one, like, this country elected an eighty-year-old essentially, but like that, like that is playing with fire. I mean, that's what they're doing already. I mean. You know they're they I mean, they've decided he's gonna be in two movies, uh, you know, obviously they're not movies that are coming out eight years. They didn't say he's gonna be in Secret Wars, but um, I I suspect that we're not gonna that he, you know, that he may he may go in Thunderbolts. You know, like the character may die in Thunderbolts, and that that may be a rallying cry sort of deal or something of that nature. I don't think Harrison Ford's not signing up on some five movie deal at this stage. Um, but, and, and it would make sense. And I think it would, it would sort of, cause that's the, again, if you want to complete the cycle of the, of the general Ross character, the only thing that hasn't been checked off is, is Red Hole. You know? No, I mean that, that I totally agree with. I just, man, I'm, I'm not, I mean, I'm not surprised you went that route. Cause I, I mean, I've seen other people say Red Hole could come. I, I just, I, I didn't see that at all as why this was happening. I saw it as. This was their chance to put a really good typecasting in a role for some movies that are important to them, and we'll give these movies a little more buzz. Like, I don't know. If they, I don't know how much it was needed necessarily in Captain America, but I think the Thunderbolts. Need I will some say, pop. I, I think the Thunderbolts needed I, some pop. Like, I think it needed like like that drop of that roster just didn't do it for anybody. So, yeah, throwing Harrison Ford in there, it, it, that's a little pop that I think it definitely needed. 
So I I saw some rationale to why you would take Harrison Ford of all people at 80 years old to do this. It's saying and now I'll make him do Red Hulk. That to me is now like a step too far for what I can see. I, I will say that the on the on the conversation of you know the idea that he's uh on, on the idea that you know they've decided to uh, recast and not yeah him you know well obviously William Hurt's uh you know he's got some some let's call call it skeletons that you know make it a little different uh when it comes to recasting you know and however perception he has as an actor and uh that they're, they're you know I'm, I'm not surprised that they felt like they could do that and get away with it versus Chadwick Boseman um but uh but from a story standpoint it's gonna be you know it'll it'll definitely be awkward but it's also at the same time he's only been a he's only been a uh an outside proliferary character, you know, he's never been, you know, besides maybe the incredible Hulk, you know, he's never been the guy, you know? So, um, you know, there will be people that don't even realize he's playing the same character, you know, like that'll just be, Oh, it's a, it's, I, I, yeah. He's a military guy. Yeah. And I don't know. I, I'd be curious how you feel about this sham, but like, I felt like a lot of the comparisons happening were very much apples and oranges. Like I didn't even think about, some of the past with Hurt, largely, I think, because since a lot of those issues, I guess he's been kind of seen as lauded as more of like a high-quality person. But it is true. He does have some allegations in his past uh, that muddy the wars a little bit in terms of saying that we need to uphold someone's legacy by keeping them in one role. But to me, there is no other Thunderbolt Ross like there are other Black Panthers. Like, that's just a fact. Whether we agree with going another decision or not, like, there are other people who have been the Black Panther. There is no one else that's been General Ross. Like, there's not a, oh, there's a second version of General Ross in this one universe. Like, that's not a thing. Like, General Ross is not a mantle. It's a person. So, I didn't really, the comparisons were inevitable. And, from the beginning, I keep saying, I said from the beginning, I think that Trudeau's going to come back. So I I didn't, I've always said, I wanted to see where the story's going because one, I think he's going to come back. And two, like, you know, I felt how I felt about the timing of it. But I was, I just didn't, I didn't really agree with people jumping to the, well, like, why are you doing this for this, but not that? It just, the question would be if, it's not, it's, if it's they different. do Red Hulk, if they do do Red Hulk, there will be, you know, there will be people that'll, that'll wonder. Why did Red Hulk have to be General Ross? You know, like why couldn't you just? You could, in theory, you could have just made anybody. There's no other Red Hulk. Red Hulk. There's there still is no, no other, other Red Hulk. Hulk. But like it, the, the the point still stands. There's like, no other Red Hulk. But if you if you made, you know, I don't know, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to make up a military guy, but military guy, Red Hulk instead of General Ross. You know, it would be. I got. I got. It would be possible. I want one correction. There has been another Red Hulk. Robert Maverick was was Red Hulk. So was Joe Fixit. So I stand correct there. That that, that would be the that would be the rebuttal. Would be you know oh why didn't you do another Red Hulk you know so that that again goes back to my point that 
I, I, I would be, it would be a weird decision besides the fact that Harrison Ford's a A-list person. It'd be a weird decision to bring him back. To not but, have like, read all. So, so here's I the mean, thing, though. Like, so, I, 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 but I also feel like, real quick, Shannon, before I let you, you jump in, like, even if we're going to play this game of, okay, well, there have been other Red Hulks, whatever. If they did a T'Challa that showed up and he wasn't Black Panther and he passed away, I, I just think that they would have recasted him. Like, I, I just, like, I, I still think it's apples and oranges. I think there's no way that if the same circumstances were the same, that it would have, oh, they would have. They would not have still would not have casted him. I, I think that's ridiculous. Like, like Thunderbolt Ross was he's only been Thunderbolt Ross in this movie cinematic universe. He's the only person that's Thunderbolt Ross. Like to say that their decision to cast here is the same as the decision not to recast T'Challa is just it's it's not true. Like you could disagree with it, that's fine, but it's not true. It's not the same thing. So, so, so I agree with you, EJ, that it's not the same thing. Um, but I think, I don't know if I'm on the opposite side of the spectrum where I'm, you know I me, mean, I've always been in the, in the recast the child, yeah. just recast him, why are we not recasting him? I think this is even more asinine because of how more how much more important the T'Challa and the Black Panther character is for you to be able to recast Thunderbolt Ross. And to not be able to recast the child or to have to, feel like, yeah, to feel like you need Thunderbolt Ross. To, yeah, to feel like you, oh, we need we need him. It's like, but yeah, you, but you don't need <laughs> you know, it's not, like, yeah, like yeah. nobody after this guy. Like man. it's not the same. But I agree, it's definitely not the same. You know, I think the outcry on the internet and everything else is just evidence enough that it, clearly it's not the same. Recasting Thunderbolt Ross is not pissing anybody off. Um, no, yeah, don't. And look. It, uh, you know, uh, William Hurt did a fantastic job. Yeah. Obviously, it's nothing more wrong. Um, and you know, his passing is also very sad and and too soon and every and all of that. Um, but just the characters, it's not the same. Like it's 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 not the same, you know. And and it is, you know, we we should have had another Black Panther. You know, I'm not really gonna you know keep. Yeah. Keep do, repeating the same points that I've made a million times, but it's just it just is what it is, you know. So I don't blame anyone for kind of pointing and saying, not saying they're the same thing, and why are they why did we do this for this, but but just saying that anyone pointing out the difference just in the in the fact that we that you know we either don't didn't know what was going on with Black Panther for so long, or or the idea that people were floating around that we would never have, we could never do, <laughs> there could never be another T'Challa character ever again. Um, uh, you know, I still think that's ridiculous. Now, that, that, now that point, like, I 100% agree with. Like, if you're going to, if, like, if, if, if you're, if you're going to leave with the argument of T'Challa is worth way more than Thunderbolt Rawls. Like, T'Challa is a max salary player and Thunderbolt Rawls is a, mid-level exception role player like yeah i 100 percent agree with that and that is a i think a much more fair argument than this person was recast here and this person wasn't and they're the same and like the fact that they're doing this is some injustice like that's not that that argument is ridiculous to me no you're saying hey to make a universe that's greater to have just a greater overall impact to say that this person we need to keep around but this person we don't 
That I 100% agree with. That's, I think, a fair and a great argument. And I would be way more sympathetic to that point. But I just didn't see that point getting made that much. Like, the point I kept seeing was just, well, they did it for this. Why won't they do it with this? And I'm just like, y'all know why they don't do it with this. It's not like, like, y'all are smart. Like, this isn't, like, that complicated. Like, that that mm-hmm. was, like... And and, and, and I get it. Like they want, they, we, we, we want this to happen, and I get it. But I just, it just seemed very clear. Like this is clearly not the same thing. Like they didn't end the Black Panther character. They 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 moved forward with a different person being the Black Panther for this movie. We still don't know where ha- what happens beyond this. To say that that's the same as casting a recasting a person, it just doesn't. It does. It's not. It's apple. It is apples and oranges. Now, what's what's interesting. Is uh, and this this Harris before thing could be weird just in general. Like I mean, because I mean William Hurt, <laughs> well he was Thunderbolt Ross. I mean he embodied the character. So like Harrison Ford is not it's not going to be an easy task. You know he's a he's a big big name actor, uh, but he's also Harrison Ford. And whatever whether you see him in in Indiana Jones, you see him in Hassan Solo, especially at this stage of his career, he's just Harrison Ford. So I you know. That part, you know, is going to be a little weird. But um, Film Odyssey reporting, you know, we don't know what's true and what's not, but they're saying that uh, that the initial thing out of Marvel was that they were going to go with the same route that they went with with T'Challa, and that they would probably do some sort of all-screen death uh, with. Uh, and to be fair, we don't know where they're going with T'Challa, but that's the assumption uh, that they'll go with some sort of all-screen death with with General Ross, and that this. Uh, changed in the in the recent weeks as they were developing Cat Four, that they decided to bring him back. Um, so they they initially did have the plan of just saying, "Yeah, we're gonna." Yeah, I mean, it was already written because that's what everybody thought. That's what everybody yeah. thought, and that's that's what made the most sense. Is what we talked about at the time. Like, yeah, I, we expected that would be the end of. Yeah, the I mean, I mean, it's written in the Marvel canon that he had it suffered a heart attack. That's they talk about yeah. it in Civil War. Yeah, exactly, a triple bypass surgery, right? Like, you know, it, it, it wouldn't have been it would have been that crazy of a leap um, to go in that direction, which, you know, um, which is why clearly they have plans for this character. Uh, and obviously they're making a Thunderbolts movie um, that would that would highlight, you know, a big a big plan. Um, it also makes you wonder, like, is there somebody else in Cat 4? Well, I mean, we know I mean, we don't we, we don't know a lot about Cat. But there's something else about Cat Four that will connect to the Thunderbolts. They're a villain. Like, is the leader going to be the villain of the Thunderbolts? Is he villain? Hmm. Is he going to be part of the Thunderbolts? Like, I don't know. Like, there's, I feel like there's a there's a there's a got to be some connective tissue. Because um, I mean, I agree. I don't think he's going to be Red Hulk in Captain America: New World Order. You know, I, um, so that wouldn't make any sense. So, but yeah. There, there's definitely there's definitely a difference between the two situations. Um, it's you know it's it's weird. I I agree. You know I, I think it's kind of weird that you that you even because again I wasn't asking for Thunderbolt Ross back even in the Thunderbolts. Uh, I just thought it was it was unfortunate unfortunate what happened to William Hurt and just right. unfortunate timing for Marvel. But it wasn't anything that I felt like you couldn't you know continue on from with those movies and nobody even thought he was going to be in Captain America four. So I film Odyssey's 
you know, timeline would actually make sense because it's like you only you like why would you even put him in Captain America for like they, there's no way I don't think they had plans for like you know General Ross to be in Captain America for like you know six seven months ago uh, until something until something changed is, is my theory but um, but yeah yeah it's interesting interesting dichotomy between the two situations and the decision making uh, by Marvel. Also, it's, did you see? Yeah. Did you guys see uh, Sasha Baron Cohen is playing Mephisto? Yes, yes, that did drop uh, today. That was um, another one that uh, I forgot who had reported that a couple days ago, and I was like, "That's not real." Yeah, and, yeah, I was like, <laughs> that turned out to be true. <laughs> I'm like, what? We just making stuff we, up. We've been getting a couple of those recently, apparently. Yeah, I did see that. I mean, I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know, I, and, and he's in Ironheart. That's the part that's kind of weird. It's like, so we didn't put him in WandaVision, but we put him in Ironheart. That doesn't well, make any sense. The hood, so, I think, I think they're that's the where, yeah, that's where they're going with it. Yeah, just, the hood has a connection to Dormammu, and in theory, if you're going that route, Mephisto could definitely come into play there. So I'm not that surprised by why, that. But then, like, why is he the villain? Like, and you know, I don't know. Yeah, I think. Well, the story I think we've heard is that it's like a, it's a. It's a showdown between magic and like technology science. and science. It's, it's the iron what Iron Man three should have been. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, this is their this is their redo. Yeah, I did see that. I I was very unsure about how to feel about it, only because you know Sasha Baron Cohen is a very talented but an obvious comedic actor for the most part. Look, Mephisto takes yeah, very different various, be troll. takes various different forms, and I'm sure the other forms Baron Cohen could do, or just Cohen, I think, uh, could do exceptionally well. I get a little concerned about, you know, as Shamari mentioned, the idea that you can use this character as kind of a troll to the audience and kind of make it your kind of fart joke of a Ralph Boner or whatever. Oh, yeah, Marvel's been doing that way too much. Yeah, and and like when I saw this, I kind of. I kind of cringed because there's anybody that's going to be down to do fart jokes and trolls. It's Sasha Baron Cohen. Like I would never imagine Sasha Baron. Speaking of also getting people to do superhero movies. Like, no, I would not have thought Sasha Baron Cohen would want to be a super villain in a superhero movie. But you tell me it's Mephisto. And I think of what Marvel has been doing. And I'm like, I see where this could be going and I don't really like it, but I could be wrong. Hopefully I'm wrong. And this ends up being something more serious, but, uh, but yeah, I don't know that. Yeah, Baron Cohen. It is. I was right, by the way. <laughs> he does have two last names. Um, yeah, Baron Cohen. I, I that that does scare me a little bit. Can't lie. Yeah, I same. am. Yeah. What yeah no, I mean, I, I yeah. You can go ahead. Can... No, yeah, no, I. I I feel like he kind of has the look that he would be has like, look. Yeah. <laughs> he's got the look down pat um, just already. Uh, not making any statements there, <laughs> but saying yeah, he looks like the devil. But right, yeah, um, <laughs> but he got he has he has the look. But yeah, but I mean the um, way Mephisto's been drawn in comics, like you absolutely right, see right, right. what Marvel right. could potentially be seeing. Right, for sure, um, and like. 
I see where I see what you guys are where you guys are going with it. Um, I I I what I see is a guy who could really commit to a certain role, and yeah, he's definitely shown that. <laughs> yeah, you know, and like I feel like you're gonna have to be, like you're gonna need an actor that's gonna be like very all a in. out there probably yeah, yeah and all yeah. in yeah they, they gotta be to all play. in on this play Mephisto. Um again the the way the part I like the casting. I, I I don't know if I I mean like look the idea that he's in Ironheart would have it would have been better if that would have stayed under wraps. I'm sure Marvel's yeah, not happy about that. that but yeah. But it's what happens when you cast somebody big like that and you just you can't just say, yeah, he's gonna be in something Marvel. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Somebody's gotta know what he's gonna be in. Um and it's just I don't know. It it feels weird. I mean, I don't know. Is Ryan Coogler producing Ironheart? Do we know that for a fact? I don't know if that's a thing or not. But that's a um, question. I feel like it was talked about. Yeah, but I don't like, know if the term reported, is confirmed. But I've never heard really like Fire come out. If he is, like I don't happening. know. If, like that would kind of feel like a potential Coogler type move. But at the same time, I don't know if this like I don't know if he's going all that. I don't know if he's going that crazy. You know what I mean? I mean that feels as like of April, as of April twenty twenty two. Uh, this was the headline I'm reading here. It, it says Ryan Coogler and his production banner have joined the creative team of Ironheart. Okay, so yeah, yeah. So I mean, you know, I guess he, he has he definitely has some he has some bearings on this decision, but I also wonder if this is coming from Kevin Feige. Uh, Kevin Feige. That that is an interesting oh. question because I I can see it going both ways. Ryan loves the canon and would I think. Every Love Marvel. Extra character. Yeah, every Marvel character he possibly could. So I can absolutely see him saying, hey, I see a route where Mephisto works here, and I kind of just painted it for you already. Uh, and him pushing for it, and them being in this mode where they're kind of saying yes to more things as we get closer to Secret Wars. But, I, again, I could also see it the other way. I could see Kevin saying that there's a larger portion, larger purpose for Mephisto moving forward, and that's why we need him. I also could see Kevin saying, would this be a funny gag? And that's the third. That third choice is the choice that scares them. Right. They they, they, they got gag, all, that all you guys are complaining about. Yeah, watching WandaVision yeah. saying Mephisto's going to show up and we give you Mephisto and he's some clown. <laughs> like yeah. yeah, that that is the that is the worst case scenario and that is the scenario that with this casting feels like is possible. more possible than if we were talking about casting Mephisto in a vacuum. You got literally yeah. the most like, clownish actor. I feel like Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I feel. Like. Yeah, I'd, I'd be like, be... okay, yeah, it's probably going to be serious. It's, you know, I'm, you know, who knows? But I, I would, I would take it at face value that okay, we're just getting Mephisto. You, you I mean, Sasha Baron Cohen is a major red flag. <laughs> this could go. Yeah, this serious. could go in a million different directions. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, if you tell me you do something serious and Sasha Baron Cohen's involved, I'm extremely talented actor. Nothing against his acting or comedic chops. It just. He is what he is, you know. It's like saying you're going to put carrot top in something. Like we we know what time it is. Carrot top is not doing. It's like know, Sinbad in the mid 2000s Right, <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> yep. You know, Sinbad's not doing War and Peace. We know that. Great show, guys, this week. Hope you guys listen and enjoy the conversation. Of course, if you enjoy the show, you can catch all of our shows on New Generation Podcast Network. You can find it on Apple Podcast, Spotify. SoundCloud, Stitcher, and TuneIn. Also, be sure to check us out on YouTube. You can find us, Two Generation Media, on there. Make sure you follow us on social media. 
We are on Twitter, New Generation Pod, Instagram, New Generation Podcast. Also, be sure to follow us individually on social media. You can find Shamari on uh, Instagram and Snapchat, MCShan22. You can find Kendall on Twitter, New Gen Ken. You can find me on Twitter, EJ underscore Stewart, and Instagram and TikTok, Action EJ. That's going to do it all for us this week. Hope you guys enjoyed. Next week, we should be talking about Black Adam, so be on the lookout for that. For Kendall, for Shamari, I'm EJ. Take it easy, guys. Peace.